0: investors are constantly pursuing opportunities that are de-risked if investors wanted to invest in something that was 50 50 just go to vegas and bet black or red on the the roulette wheel i know there's two greens on there but that's 50 50 and that way you don't have to wait five years to see whether or not the investment materialized you'll know in 12 seconds right that's not how how family business fund works and that's something that appealed to me about fbf right the de-risking that occurred The coupling of the market need with the market demand and the layering in of industry expertise allows us to create something extremely transformational. And that is what makes this such an appealing investment.
1: hello folks Douglas Muir CEO and founder of the family business fund you are watching today traditional investing is dead we've been talking about this now for months just having a great time we're really excited that uh, that we could show you all about alternative investing and and today i'm i'm really honored to have my dear friend and partner Rob Maudry, uh, who's an attorney and an adjunct professor at the University of Virginia Law School, lives in Charlottesville, and he came on full-time January 1st, and, and Rob, thank you so much for, for joining us.
0: It's truly a pleasure. I mean, since I've been watching Traditional Investing is Dead, I kept thinking to myself, one day, it's going to happen. One day, Doug is going to ask me <laughs> to be on the podcast. I'm like, when will that day be? And lo and behold, here we are today.
1: You know, Rob um, was our attorney as we started the company in 2019 in April. And, and he really helped us through the, the maze of the Securities and Exchange Commission, but more on the documentation and making sure that everything was, was just right. So, so Rob was, was watching us for about two years, and then he decides to uh, invest in, in the Family Business Fund. Tell us, what was the, the event that made you want to come into the Family Business Fund as an investor? Well, you know, it's interesting because as an attorney, you are
0: taught to be risk averse, <laughs> right? And a lot of people think that in the type of business that I'm in, which is venture capital uh, with entrepreneurs, that entrepreneurs and investors are extremely risky right this whole concept of nothing ventured nothing gained and, and I tell I tell as, as many entrepreneurs as I listen and certainly certainly investors that the one thing that you have to do before you present any opportunity to an investor group is have de-risked it they have to de-risk it and so if you look at you know great businesses they did not launch into the business willy-nilly just because they thought they had a good idea. I mean, look look at Zappos. They wanted to show that they could sell shoes online. That was their primary premise. And what they would do is they would go to the Nordstrom in Union Square, take pictures of their shoe department with the price that was for sale, wait for those shoes to then go to The Rack, which is the discount store of Nordstrom. The price would be reduced by 30 or 40%. Then they would list the pictures of those shoes at the original price. And if people bought them, they would then go buy them for the discount. And that 30 or 40% delta was enough for them to cover their expenses, cover the shipping. Because at the end of the day, it wasn't about making money, it was about will people buy shoes on the internet. That was the primary premise. And so I look and I, I share that story with a lot of, uh, lot of people only because it shows how de-risking happens. Right, so when I look at you, I'm like, what did Doug do over these past two years that I've been watching him? Right, he found that there was a market need married it to a market demand, and added some industry expertise. And when you combine these three things, you really have an opportunity to create something transformational. So when I look at the Family Business Fund, I see that there are three constituents. There's investors, right? How do you make investors happy? How do you de-risk it for them? Well, you tell them, regardless of what happens to the asset that we're going to ultimately invest in, your 15% is safe. We're going to give you 15%, and this is what you're guaranteed. So you don't have to be subject to the volatility that may exist in the marketplace. Uh, the second constituent is going to be how are you getting businesses to want to take advances? Right? And this does your distribution channel. Because if you are out trying to put feet on the street to market this to small businesses to let them know that this type of funding opportunity is available, it would cost millions. I mean the investment in, in the marketing and overhead is just crazy. So you've identified a distribution channel to get you your ultimate customer. And that's extremely successful and it's been working very well. And then finally is the actual underlying business. So who are the underlying businesses? What value do they see in MCAs, right, in merchant cash advances? And in my research, I see really three needs that the businesses have and we give it to them, right? They work with MCAs because they value speed, right? Many of them want the money as quickly as possible. And our software and our underwriting process allows us to really give decisions in just a few hours. Uh, which is very valuable uh, for them Uh, second is many of them have taken as much uh, credit as they possibly have access to or they missed a mortgage payment five years ago or they forgot to pay a hospital bill six years ago anything like anything like that will give a red flag and a reason for a traditional investing institution to say no and we help those businesses in those circumstances and third and finally is the uh, the flexibility in the use of proceeds but they can use the proceeds however they want if they want to use them as as employee uh, bonuses, they can use them as employee bonuses. If they want to buy inventory that is available to them now really cheap and they're going to turn around and sell it at a, at a, at a high premium, well, it's available to them to do whatever it is that they want. And so when I see that the three constituents are all having needs addressed, that there's a demand for all the, uh, all these, and then given your expertise, I'm like... I feel very comfortable that this is the right choice because of all the, el- uh, the effort that you've gone to de-risk this for people involved.
1: Why do you think, Rob, that alternative investing is like the best kept secret? Yeah. So a lot of people rely on registered investment
0: advisors, RIAs, for their financial decisions. And for some reason, RIAs just go to what's comfortable, right? They go to ETFs, they go to mutual funds, it's, it's just what they know. And they're going to work with TD Ameritrade, or they're going to work with Fidelity, and and they won't take the time to really explore other alternatives for their clients, uh, regardless of how much information uh, is available to those clients. So unless the client is demanding that the RA say, "Hey, I want to, I want to evaluate this opportunity, I want to evaluate that opportunity," the RAs will never bring
1: it. Did your financial advisor ever talk to you about uh, alternative investing?
0: No, right. Financial advisors are are great, just like investors are risk averse.
1: RIAs are also risk-averse. With the market drop, as as much as the market drop, a lot of people are are losing their wealth. That's what I wanted to create in alts. So we have so many people out there saying that alternative investments investments are not safe. That is just not true. That is not true. We pay 15% no matter what the market does. No matter what the market does. Most alternative investments do. And this is why we do this podcast. What, what do you think about the market drop and the volatility? Well, that's the thing is, is it's impossible to predict and impossible to control.
0: I think every investor that, that I know is looking for some consistent stream of revenue, some passive income, some fixed rate of return that they can add to their portfolio. And I would never suggest, and of course I'm not a financial advisor, right? So, but I would never suggest for someone to take everything that they have and put it in, in one single investment diversification. It's key.
1: I want to ask one final question. You worked for the top law firm. You went to the best undergrad in law school. You have your whole future ahead of you. Why did you decide to come onto the Family Business one full-time?
0: It's an amazing opportunity. Like I, I was able to get visibility into the business over the past two years. And because I saw what you've done, I saw how you de-risked the opportunity. Uh, I couldn't help but be excited about how far you've built it and what's to come, right? And so uh, it's everybody's dream to try to be involved in something that has an opportunity to be transformational. And in, in my opinion, Family Business Fund as a business absolutely can be transformational because look how it's helping small businesses uh, get funding that they would never be able to, to acquire. Um, and, you know, one thing that spoke to me was I was by speaking to you and Valeria very early on in our relationship uh, when you were doing this, and you said that every morning you always ask yourself or she asks you, are we doing the right thing? Are we doing the right thing today? Are we doing the right thing by our investors? Are we doing the right thing by our businesses? Are we doing the right thing by our distribution channels, by our, by our brokers? And, and you still ask that question to, to this day. And I think if every morning, every business begins their business day with that question, then so much of, of society will be Super, to be honest. And hedge
1: funds may get a better name. We'll yeah. make sure that we're the gold standard. Yes. Folks, uh, we want to thank you for watching and please keep, keep the emails coming in. Uh, I really do appreciate it. You'll, you'll be able to see our information on the screen. Uh, this is Traditional Investing is Dead we're with Rob Mosery, um, Douglas Muir, CEO and Founder of the Family Business Fund. We'll see you on the other side.